Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you as always is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Tonight we have two distinguished guests here on the Bobcast, talking about the Walking Dead finale that happened on Sunday. Uh, so let me first introduce somebody who I, I think I met him in 8th grade. He was in my home economics cooking class. He was a new student to the school. And I remember distinctly he was wearing a Guns N' Roses shirt, ladies and gentlemen, which is not a coincidence because Guns N' Roses just did a show Friday at the Troubadour, and now they're doing a show at the Lincoln Financial Field here in Philadelphia. So he, so basically, we, I, I introduced myself, and I think we got into a fight the first time we interacted together. I think we got into a fight just because we didn't know who each other, we didn't know each other too well. But then slowly and surely, we became great friends. And I'm proud to say that the first band I was ever in, he was the lead singer. This band was called Delta Nine. It took place, I guess, in the year 1995 with Craig Cronmiller, Mr. Crickmore on the bass, and the late Brian Letterman on lead guitar. I was the rhythm guitar player, and this guest of ours tonight was the lead singer of the band. He he was our Eddie Vedder. He was a fantastic frontman. You kind of never knew what he was going to do next. Um, he had that mentality of just straight punk rock. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the Bobcast, Mr. Kevin Quinn. How are you, Kev? Hey And since last week we had such a great time exasperating ourselves, talking about Batman versus Superman, we decided to bring back our dear friend, Brett Talley. How are you, Brett? Thank you very much for having me, Bob. No problem. So, fellas, we, we all share a common trait here, and the common trait is that we all love The Walking Dead. So, uh, I'll start off with you, Kev. How did you feel about the finale on Sunday night? It was an hour and a half. There was a lot of story to tell. What was your overall experience with it? Well, thanks for having me on, Bob. Uh, listen, I, uh, to be honest, the first time I watched it through, because I, I, I watched with a, uh, my fiancé and a few other friends, so we have almost an impromptu, not impromptu, but we have like a small viewing party that we watch every week. So it's kind of, you get the uh, the feedback from everybody else as you see it. And I gotta be honest, my initial reaction to it was a little disappointing. Um, but in processing it more and watching it a second time, I kind of get the uh, concept that Scott Gimple has been going for, which is to put the viewer in the mindset of the cast, where the entire episode you kind of felt this anxiety and anticipation for what was going to come next. Um, so the second viewing around, I, I had more of an appreciation for what the, uh, the the writers have been trying to do this this past season. So I actually enjoyed it a lot more the second time versus the first time I watched it. Sometimes that that is the case. Brett, how did you feel? Uh, it was kind of the same deal and a similar setup too. I had a few friends over, kind of had a viewing party, and the best part about it was uh, earlier in the weekend I had just bought a uh, 5.1 surround system with my tax refund, and everyone was saying it enhanced it, especially the scene where they're going through the woods and all the whistling is going on. Yeah. In my house, man, it was we were getting creeped out. I was like, <laughs> oh, this is perfect. Um, but my initial reaction after the episode was over was I believe I screamed fuck at the top of my lungs and I threw the remote that was in my hand because <laughs> uh, I was so pissed off because I honestly didn't really think they were going to do a cliffhanger like that but overall I, I agree I, I thought the 
show was one of the most intense and like anxious episodes that it's had in a long time. And you know, the, this back half of season six, I thought was really strong. And uh, I thought the build up to Negan was handled really well. And um, you know, they, they kept hyping up this 90 minute finale. And then there's one thing I think I've learned with the show is that extended episodes are really bad ideas when it comes to this show. And I just thought it was kind of drug out. You know, you don't really get Negan until like the final 12 minutes. And it was fantastic. And looking back on it now, I've rewatched the episode three times now. <laughs> and I've, re- I've rewatched the ending scene at least five times. And then I watched it again twice at work today because I thought Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Negan like just killed it. I, I thought it was great. And I kind of had the same reaction that Kevin had. Like after it was over, I was like, okay, I'm not as angry now. And it was so good. You know, yeah. that I, I I enjoyed it, but I just didn't think it needed to be as long. And for a show that's, you know, in its sixth year, for it to hold my attention and put me on the edge of my seat like it did, like, I think is an accomplishment. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that they stick, you know, following the comics more uh, for next season, because I think next season has the capability to be incredible and like what show can you say that in its seventh season yeah it really um, has amplified itself in the in, in this season i mean i i guess for me that episode i i just felt like we were playing a video game where we couldn't get to the next level you know what i mean like every every right. scene was like oh man they put the they put the logs down they, they're shooting at the feet I'm glad that they actually right. said that because there was an episode not too long ago when they got to terminus and the people at terminus had the worst aim ever shooting at Rick and company's feet, you know what I mean? But, like, um, you know, it definitely had a feeling, a a sense of dread. Um, As far as Negan goes, yes, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I thought, he he just nailed it out of the park. I mean, as soon as he got out of the trailer and he was like, you know, welcome to PPE Pants City, I was like, oh, man, this is great, you know? And, like, he kind of changed his physical appearance. He's a a rather tall, brooding type of looking dude, and he kind of got, like, real slender for it, and, like, he just looked nasty, you know? And, like, um... I, I mean, there's all this stuff online right now that I'm reading and uh, in preparation of tonight's show. Um, someone has taken the the final sequence of the beating and has amplified the audio. And in the audio, you can hear um, people screaming, both Glenn and Maggie. Now, I, I listened to it last night. I really can't tell, to be honest with you, what yeah. they're really saying. But these people have put out the subtitles saying, oh, it's definitely got to be Glenn because this, that, or whatever. Uh, some people oh, thought uh, it would be Daryl, you know what I mean? But Yeah, I listened to that today, too, and I just didn't hear it. And then, you know, if you watch Talking Dead, they're on there saying that none of the cast even know who it is yet. You know, whether that's a ploy, who knows? What do you and think, Kev? You... And in the past couple of days, I've read so many articles on The Walking Dead, more than I've ever read for any episode of the show, and... I read uh, like two articles that said that they didn't even film like who the victim actually is yet. Like that, that they didn't even film it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I don't even know what to believe. And, and that's the thing that really pissed me off about it was, you know, even fans of just the show who have no idea about the comics. I'm finding lately, you know, I, I work in an office. I was with about a hundred people, and the majority of the people that I know who work there, like our front office, love The Walking Dead. And I think I'm the only one in the group that read the books and the comics first, 
And all of them already knew. They're like, oh, well, Glenn dies, right? And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, you guys don't even read the books and you know that? Yeah, but so you, you, you know what, though? The, the Walking Dead is several times has, has deviated from the comic books. I stopped reading the comics just because I liked the TV the show so much. I was like, you know what? I don't want to spoil anything else. Kev, who do you oh, think nice. died? I mean, like, in your heart of hearts, who do you think was the one that Negan took Lucille to? Yeah, so I, I kind of went back and forth on this myself a couple of times uh, on who I think uh, was. Uh, and, uh, so I, I think it could be Glenn. But, uh, so here, uh, it's kind of a weird answer, but I think what kind of angered me about the way the finale went, too, was the stunts they pulled earlier in the season where they had the whole dumpster situation with Glenn and, you know, is right. he under it or where is he at? And that, and then to, to then pull another cliffhanger, I think I think if they didn't do that earlier, then this cliffhanger would be completely, you know, you would, it would have been an easier pill to swallow, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, chew, swallow, repeat. You know, it was so much easier to do had they not done that earlier in the season. But, you know, they did it, whatever. But but kudos to them for doing it because now exactly what they wanted to happen is happening where everybody's talking about it. And they probably will continue to talk about it for the next six, seven months until we have, you know, a season, you know, premiere. So I've kind of gone back and forth on who I think did it and uh, or, or, or who, uh, who was the, uh, the victim of uh, Negan and Lucille. Uh, I think it could be Glenn. You know, I think it could be the curveball that they hold true to the comic, and it is Glenn. Um, I don't think it's any of the, the, the women that were there. Um, I, I did suspect it could be Abraham, simply for the fact of how Negan approached everybody. And you could kind of tell that everybody had, like, tears in their eyes and were genuinely scared, except Abraham was one of the few. I think it was Abraham and Daryl seemed kind of like whatever. Yeah, and Abraham. Aaron even a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think at the same time, maybe Negan might be thinking, you know, if I kill Abraham, it seems too easy. Like he's ready to die. Who who am I going to be able to take out that's going to have more of an impact to let this group know that I'm serious? So I think it could be. Um, I, I, based on the audio, I don't think it was Carl or Rick. So I'm thinking it could be uh, Glenn. You know, to hold true to the storyline. Um, the other possibility I thought um, was, you know, like I said, Abraham, but I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not really sure. Or the other one could be Daryl. It could be Daryl, too, because, you know, when, when he swings Lucille, he says, ah, it takes him like a champ. You know, um, I could easily see, you know, Daryl doing that, too. Or even Glenn kind of just standing back like, whatever. You know, you just, you know, I'm just taking it because i got to take it. You know? Yeah, so, totally. I don't know. I mean, I, I was, I guess, yeah, I was frustrated the first time we saw the episode because the week before, we also ended with that cliffhanger scene of uh, Daryl getting shot, I guess, in his shoulder, mm-hmm. which it, when you go back and watch it, you can see that it, it clearly is a shoulder you know, hit. But, I mean, why, why do that? And then also, too, I guess, with The Talking Dead, during the episode of The Walking Dead Sunday night, the finale, they announced that Norman Reedus was going to be on the show, and I'm like, oh, my God, did they just spoil right. the ending? Are they going to kill <laughs> Daryl? Yeah. And you know, and you know, Gimple. I mean, the, I I have never paid more attention to this guy, Gimple, who, by the way, was dressed like he was going to like a spelling bee. But I mean, <laughs> Gimple. Um, you know, he, he. A lot of people, like uh, Brett was saying, like they don't know who they want to kill yet. Perhaps they they don't even have a clear set idea because contracts haven't been set yet. You know what I mean? Like it's got to right. be expensive yeah. to keep these people. Norman Reedus is appearing in all sorts of different films. I mean, one person right. we know it's not going to be, it's not going to be Andrew Lincoln, 
who continues to amaze me as an actor this year. Um, you know, he's just, he, he, he's so good at what he does. And, like, the way he was just looking and, like, I mean, oh, it's just great, you know? I mean, like, the whole he thing... He genuinely was, looked like he was going to shit his pants. Like, the face that he had on during mm-hmm. that whole scene at the end. I mean, he had hardly any dialogue. And, like, just that look that he had. Like, out of all of them, he, he was the one that looked, you know, most shaken up. Totally, like completely, like oh my god, like I know that there's no way out of this, you know. And uh, the, I love the interaction between uh, Negan and Carl when Negan says to Carl, uh, "Shit, kid, lighten up, at least cry a little." Like you know what I mean? Like I, I like where Carl's going, and I wish that we saw just a little bit more of that. It has to be so difficult for a kid who is, you know, in the middle of puberty to lose his eye. I mean, I didn't do a Bobcast for uh, the episode No Way Out, the mid-season premiere, but I still think that that was one of the finest hours of television in, uh-huh. you know, in, in, in the golden age of uh, television right now. I mean, like, that, that episode to me was just flawless, and I was excited to learn that Nicotero was coming back for this. But yeah, for me, there was a lot of going back and forth, like, hey, let's try to get there. But you know what? I mean, there were, for me, there was one big plot hole, and the plot hole all consisted all this trouble is going on because we let uh, what's her name from Nurse Jackie, uh, the, the doctor. I mean that doctor had no business going out. Denise, yeah, she had no business going out for meds. And then, they, and then when they get there, Daryl's like, "We're just gonna take it all." It's like, ah, oh, dude, like, well, why did she come? You know what I mean? And why, why did Rick Grimes allow that to happen? Rick Grimes would have been like, "No." Nope. Go ahead, please. And here's what I was, here's what I was thinking about the time to wait. Yeah. Like that to me is still a cliffhanger. 
Yeah, because you, know, like, you don't have to not show it, especially when so much of society knows right now that Glenn dies in the comic book. It's probably Glenn. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. I, I just feel like if it is Glenn, they really miss an opportunity to make the season end stronger just because of you're going off of what happened in the mid-season finale. Yeah, I think it was the first time that I was dissatisfied with a, a Walking Dead season finale. I mean, yeah, it, it was just, you know, I mean, yeah, of course I'd like to see it, but I mean, it just makes next, you know, fall all the more of the while that we come back and hopefully, like in my mind, we start off, you know, the, the new season with the bat strike and the fallout there, what happens. I mean, like, you know, Negan's so mad at Carl and company, but he, he went through a lot of work to get them there, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, basically, you know, he's, what does he say? He says, you know, here it goes, pay attention, give me your shit or I'll kill you. You know, basically he, he's setting them up, but also too, he's going to have to, uh, Rick Grimes is going to have to open the doors to Alexandria to these people. And God knows what these people are going to do. So there's so much stuff going on, but there's a couple other things in the episode that I want to talk about. So like one of the things too, that, it wasn't necessarily a plot hole, but it was a complete character ch- shift change of Carol. Like, Carol, you know, she, she has this moment with uh, the Saviors, you know, where, where she starts killing people. She picks up the rosary, and then she does a complete 180. She turns herself completely around, and then she leaves. She knows leaving that people are going to come after her. By the way, I, st- I still love Morgan, you know what I mean? I think Morgan's great, you know what I mean? Like, the Cheesemaker episode definitely was, you know... A, a masterful stroke of storytelling but um yeah like I, I thought like man are they gonna kill carol this dude just walked like all these miles to put some bullets in her um who, who do you guys kev who do you think those people were with the the, the armor like i i've never got to that part in the book and i was fascinated that these like almost angel type yeah, pe- I, people showed up yeah i uh, i started reading the comics last summer uh and, and it got closer to the premiere so I, I kind of stopped them I got the uh, the compilation of the book so it's you know uh, the first one was you know 1 through 49 uh, and then you know 50 through you know 99 and I have all three I just I was going to pick them up you know now that the season's over so but I have read that the, the guys that they encounter Carol and Morgan Kenner are probably part of this group called The Kingdom uh, which I haven't gotten to in the comics yet but it looks like uh based on how they're dressed, that's probably the group that they're with. And, uh, yeah, it did seem very strange to me, too, that, like, Carol's transformation seemed, up up to this season, was very gradual, where she got to a point where she was this scared, battered woman to, you know, I'm going to um, disguise myself in full of a, uh, you know, I'm going to be like a chameleon and try to, you know, do this Susie Holmberger thing, but I'm really a cold-blooded killer. Uh, to then this whole season, especially a couple episodes ago, where uh, she's confronted with uh, this, the chick from the Saviors that I think was played by Alicia Witt, where she kind of saw herself in her almost that she you know didn't really care about who she was with or what she was doing. She was just surviving. I think Carol, that was like the switch for her. And it seemed very fast, like maybe sloppy writing, but it, her, Carol's like, I don't want to kill anybody anymore because mm-hmm. I have to kill people because I, I care about them. Uh, I have to kill people to, you know, protect the ones I care about. It seemed very fast to me, um, and, and where it was like this whole past two seasons, Carol's become this badass. Badass, now, yeah, like, I missed the badass. We're just changed. We've just changed, twisted up, and almost like we've morphed so 
some of, uh, you know, like Morgan has kind of rubbed off on her and it seemed very quick. But I think there was a time jump too from there was, uh, right yeah, after Carl mm-hmm. got his eye shot out to, uh, you know, them recovering. I think it was a couple of months that jumped that we didn't really know about unless you paid attention to, you know, what was happening. Where she was like, you could tell she was smoking a lot. And then she was kind of, I can't remember the guy's name that she was uh, thinking about doing in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Um, but her whole shift seemed very fast to me. Um, you know, and I, I don't know. Uh, and it's almost like Morgan has been fighting this urge to not regress. And I think he might have a bit when he laid into the Savior guy. I mean, he shot him six times. You know, like yeah. one shot would have done it, but he laid him out. You know, and then you kind of see this like, reaction um, from him at the end right before the guys from the kingdom walk up and he's just like poof that yeah. might have felt pretty good what did you, you think know? Brett did you feel the same way yeah well you know Carol has been one of my favorite characters on the show when everyone anyone asks me who my favorite character is I usually go with uh, Carol just because her story arc where it started at you know and where it's at it's just, it's really great. You know, she's one character on the show that's really had, like, a huge changeover. I mean, you go back and watch her first episode from season one, and that's just not the same Carol. Um, but, you know, what, what they're doing with her, it's not bothering me as much. It kind of makes sense to me in a little bit, because I feel like once they got to Alexandria, things slowed down a little bit for them, you know. They felt a little more, you know, quote-unquote safe. And I think... All the shit that she's dealt with and had to do, I think it's finally, she's getting to reflect on it. And like, she's just realizing like, holy shit, like look who I've become. And you know, then she went through that whole thing again with like another kid dying. You know, I forget that kid's name, the horrible kid that wouldn't want to come out of this room. Sam. Sam. Oh yeah, I'm glad that kid got it, man. She made the cookies for <laughs> Sam. You know, I, think, I think that really fucked her up too, because you know she lost um, Sophia. You know they had that one quick shot in the one episode where she put the cookie on his grave. Mm-hmm. I just think like uh, reality is just catching up with her, and then like you know that one episode with Alicia Red, you know she kind of saw herself, and then I think she was just thinking like Christ, I don't want to become that. So it doesn't really bother me as much and I actually thought they were going to go the route in the finale like everyone was asking me like oh who do you think is going to die I said I think it's going to be Carol and I think she's mm-hmm. going to commit suicide yeah you know that's how it is in the book and I was like it kind of makes sense of what they're doing with their character and then when Morgan showed up I was just like oh god and like I, I kind of felt like the whole Morgan Carol plot became so predictable like you know Morgan was going to do that and Mm-hmm. But at this point, I don't know like what they're going to do with Carol. I really felt like her plot had come kind of full circle. Uh-huh. And uh, so that kind of disappointed me. I hate to say it because like, I loved her so much, but I really thought that would have been cool that the one death you get in the finale... Isn't the one you uh, expected, was yeah. ...was unexpected, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a major character committing suicide, I think, would have been heavy. You know, and then the other thing that really confused me is I remember reading all the interviews with the cast members and the showrunners and them saying that when everyone read the script how nauseous they felt and how it was the most gut-wrenching thing it's like what in it was gut-wrenching you know like if you guys honestly don't know who was on the end of Lucille like what in there like what did you guys tell me if I'm wrong but I mean other than the whole Negan sequence was which was like 
I've never been that intense and on the edge of my seat for that show. I didn't find anything in it where I'm like, oh my God, like gut-wrenching. Like gut-wrenching to me is Maggie gets killed. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was gut-wrenching, but I think the whole slow build of the episode kind of made me, like you said, it was on the edge of my seat. Like we have Rick, uh, you know, in company in the RV, um, I love all like the little tiebacks they do too. If we had an RV in the beginning and then we have an RV again, and um, yeah, and and uh, uh, Morgan on the horse, just like Rick in the first on the one. Horse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, Morgan on the horse. Um, but when they when they walk up to the first group of, of of saviors and they're having the little back and forth dialogue, and Rick is Rick, Rick, huh, Rick is just like flexing. You know, he's like, yeah, all right, test out. Okay, I'm not really going to negotiate with you. I don't really care what you have to say. I think you should give me your shit too, actually. <laughs> because it's eight guys. You know, I think right. Rick is like, yeah, we've killed a bunch. And he even says to them, well, I don't want to kill any more of you. You know, right. and you can see him like chest out, like I don't give a shit about this group. But then when we come to the second roadblock and it's 16 guys, you start to see a little bit of fear on his face. And even Abraham says to it, they got numbers. You know, mm-hmm. we come to the third we come to the third roadblock, and it's the the, the Red Rover Daisy chain of walkers, and they have Michonne's clothes on and Dal's clothes on, and Michonne's uh, locks are on there, and you right. can tell that Rick is getting even more scared at this point, right. and you can just see it in his face where he's starting to like try to give the rest of the group a pep talk, like, well, we broke through the chain and we went north, and that's probably where they want us to go. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? He just said. They want us to go north, and they're still going north. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like, and, and, but you could start to see that he's trying to give everybody else a pep talk. Like, well, we still have to get Maggie to the hilltop. That's where the doctor's at, and everything's going to be okay, but there's no more confidence in his words. Like, he doesn't have the same kind of swagger. Yeah. And then by the by the time we get to the, you know, the fourth roadblock, there's 40 guys there. 40. And yeah. it's different guys every time. Different guys, yeah. You know? I'm like, you can just see it building and building and building. And then the last one we come to is when they set the, the, the logs on fire in front of the road. And we hear back from the original guy, like, yep, yeah, I told you. Love the one you're with. This is the last day on Earth. Just like you yeah. said. Because Rick was actually the one who said it first, last day on Earth. He was right. the one who cautioned the survivor guy. Like, yeah, you want this to be the last day on Earth? And the guy's like, that's funny. I was going to say the same thing to you. You know, you know what? The, you know what they should have done. They should have listened to Carl Papa, and they should have basically just <laughs> taken him out. When he, Carl was like, "We should make a move now," and they all yeah. said, "No." That was that. Carl knew what he was doing. Carl was like, "Look, yeah. we need to do this now." The chain to me, I was just like, "Yeah, why can't y'all just drive? You're an RV, just drive through this." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like you know, yeah. and but you know that that was like a thing for me too. It was just like, "Oh my God, how many obstacles are we gonna like get through?" Like kind of like a video mm-hmm. game, you know? Yeah. But um. You know, there's so many things in this episode that, uh, you know, drove us nuts. But the the one thing that's been uh, really uh, entertaining me is I don't know who's in charge of Abraham's dialogue, but I have never heard anybody, like, in a sense of, uh, in a moment of, like, dread, uh, say the phrase, bitch nuts. Uh, You know, I mean, like, there's so many lines. Like, uh, I mean, he's just been become, like, a new favorite character of mine. I mean... Yeah, I, th- I think it was what, when uh, they, they first got back to Alexandria and he had the cigar in his mouth and he, he said something about, like, opening the gate for me, buddy. And, like, I just love that guy. You know what I mean? Like, when he got yeah. the RPG. And, by the way, too, that's that's another thing. Uh, I mean, like, big plot hole here. I mean, you guys have a couple 
cartridges left on that rocket launcher, how many times could you could have just popped open the hatch in this RV, blew them up yep. again? You know what I mean? What are they? What are they? Would they saving that for like a rainy day? Like that's the weapon you need to take with you on this trip. And I was shocked right. that the RPG was missing from this. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean that was just one thing that is just nuts. And the whole relationship uh, between Abraham and Eugene, I, I, I love that scene um, where they finally, you know, embrace each other and you gave him the hug. Walking Dead always has right. those cheery moments that you know bring emotion. How did you feel about that, Brett? why, uh, you know, I've read people's opinions, and people today, I just talking to at work, you know, everyone thinks it's Eugene, because his uh, story kind of came full circle in the finale, but then yet again, I feel like, why would they waste such a huge depth on a minor character like that, but I think at the end of the day, not a lot of people give a shit about, I mean, I don't know about you, but if Eugene dies, I'm like, okay, whatever, um, and then i read people... Uh, today theories that they think it's Abraham because his story kind of came full circle too and anyone who shows hope on that show it kind of like it foreshadows their death uh, so everyone thinks it's Abraham and then I read another interesting thing that they think they gave you a clue on the talking dead because uh, Scott Kimball said something like oh everyone's going to try to Zapruder the last shot of the show and then everyone was like and Zapruder's first name was Abraham I don't oh like, yeah, oh I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even read that. Like, That's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, and I was, and because Kirkman apparently said something on Talking Dead, like there is a clue in there, and that came right after Dimple said that about Zapruder, which you know I think Abraham dying would be a little bit more significant, in my opinion, like for Eugene. So if they hold off and it's Abraham, that won't bother me as much. Um, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying there. I mean, that would be an interesting choice. Um, right. so I, I never, yeah, I never read that. Abraham. That's that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I just read that today, and I was like, oh my god! I don't know if that's some like uh, super coincidence or you know they planned that, but it was pretty entertaining regardless. Speaking of which, with the uh, the Talking Dead, I always feel bad for Kirkman. You know, Kirkman like he created this whole world, and sometimes right. like he's the last guy to chime in. I mean, he he. I, maybe he's just happy. He's got a new show coming out called Outcast, I believe, on Cinemax. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, but, uh, man, I mean, the episode, it's sad that it's over. I'm actually really, I'm happy that Fear the Walking Dead is coming back um, this Sunday. Because, I mean, you know, the world of The Walking Dead all year round is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. I, they, they say that these characters will never meet up, but, I mean, I would love to see that eventually. I mean, right. it's just inevitable, you know? It always blows my mind that we live in a world where a show about the zombie apocalypse is extremely popular. <laughs> like, you know, we're going into its seventh year, and it just blows my mind that it's still on TV, that a show is being, you know, taken seriously. And I used to, um, I was a fan of the comic before the show came out, and uh, when it first announced, when it was first announced like they were going to be doing a show, I was like, so excited and I was nervous. I'm like, oh my god! I'm like, I've been telling people about this comic all the time. Like, are they going to do it right? And then when I saw like how involved Kirkman was going to be, I got really excited. And I've been dying. It's funny. I'm like, I'm sitting here talking about it now. Like, I've been dying for them, like to get to Negan. Like, I just to see how they were going to handle it because in the book he's so vulgar and like, how are they going to handle that? And you know, before that it was the governor. I couldn't wait for everyone to get to the governor just so and 
that was changed a lot from how he was in the book. And I was hoping that they wouldn't do that with Negan. And I found it interesting that, like, in the comic book, the governor has longer hair. He's got, like, a, you know, kind of like an Abraham-esque beard. Oh, yeah. And on the, sh- on the show, they made him, like, clean, you know, shaven and short hair. And then Negan in the book is very clean shaven with his slick back hair. But And they gave him that, but they had him all kind of scruffy. But I love the one line to Abraham when he was looking at his shit and he was like, I got to shave this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I read, uh, somebody had mentioned something that, um, yeah, before Jeffrey Dean Morgan was cast, everyone was pushing for Henry Rollins to be Negan. Oh, wow. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine, I mean, he would have had the bill. That, that would have yeah. been, been really interesting, you know? I mean, Henry Rollins is actually a pretty good actor, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I thought, I mean, I, then you picture him in that outfit, and it's like, oh my God. But I don't know, now, I, I really like what Jeffrey Dean Morgan did, and I'm really uh, I'm excited to see what they do next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happened. Uh, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, given the history of the show, I mean, I went back and I was thinking about, like, all the deaths that happened last year. I mean, you remember the way Noah died in that revolving door where he got his face ripped oh, yeah. off? I mean, like, yeah. they held nothing back there. And I was thinking to myself, like, wow, I mean, this this is going to have to be something where, you know, we're going to see some brutal stuff here tonight. But, uh, yeah, I mean, actually, tonight, after we get done this uh, Bobcast, I'm probably going to watch the episode again just to, to see if I can find anything. Um Closing thoughts. We'll I heard start. that they, uh, they actually filmed a Negan scene like twice. They did one the, they did one take that like aired on TV, and then they did another one where he's dropping f bombs left and right, like the comic, and that's what's going to be on the uh, DVD Blu-ray. Oh wow! So I'm curious. I'm curious to see how they do that. I read something a long time ago before like season six ever came out that they were considering like filming separate Negan scenes that would be only for the DVD so it would be more like the comic. Yeah, the comic has filthy uh, language. I mean, it's crazy, like, that they can still get the same tone to come across, but... Um, yeah, yeah, I thought that too. You know, like, after the episode was done, I was like, wow, you know, they didn't make him as vulgar, but I still felt, like, the intensity and fear. Like, they really did a good job of making you feel like you were on your knees in that, like, scene. And I was like, wow, you know... The only curse he was saying was shit. And I'm like, I'm still scared shitless. Like, yeah, I still like the so PP Pant City thing. That was just like, oh, uh, man, yeah. you know? Dude, he, had, he had so many great lines. I can't tell you, I think I've watched that scene now like at least six times. And every time I watch it, I'm like, God damn. Can you imagine being him in that scene? Like, True. they're all eyes on you. You got all the series regulars right there. Then you're surrounded by all these soldiers of yours. They got, like, trucks and car lights. You're dressed in that outfit with Lucille. Like, that dude had to be having a ball, man. They said that they filmed that scene for 15 hours to get, like... Yeah. And and it is cool, too, because, like, you know, a lot of times when they're they're filming a heavy monologue sequence like that, they won't use the actors, but that's just how dedicated the cast is of The Walking Dead. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited, you know, that um, it's come to this, and we're, we're having, you know, this conversation about the possibilities and the future of The Walking Dead. Um, before we go, let's, let's get some closing thoughts. Kev, uh, what do you want to get out of Fear of the Walking Dead? Out of fear? Yeah, I mean, like, now that we're at the, we're, we're at the end of the Walking Dead, we, well, there's nothing le- left until we get back, but with fear, what do you want to see? You know, like, that story can go in a thousand different places, and it seems like it's, it's going to use a lot of the ocean, which I'm excited for. Yeah, well, like, uh, I think Kirkman actually kind of, Reference it on Talking Dead too was that I think uh, uh, 
a lot of the audience is not really is invested because, you know, it's a new show, it's new characters, um, you know, even though it's the same world, uh, we don't have any, you know, you know, emotion about these characters yet. And I think putting them in a confined space is probably going to break out more, build more on, on who these people are and really what they're about. And, and, we'll, and we'll start to figure that out a little bit more. I think what uh, one of the great things that The Walking Dead has done is that, you know, and, and, and Brett was kind of talking about at the beginning a little while ago is that uh, bringing it from the comic to the screen, I think Frank Darabont just did an amazing job of like shaping that whole first season into these characters that we've grown to like really care about. Um, and kind of at points made the, you know, the walkers like just, you know, fork, you know, something in the background, like not something that's like an immediate threat and like people are really more of a threat. Um, so, uh, you know, I, and I love the way that the walking dead has kind of done that where like you care more about, you know, the characters. And sometimes you're like, I forget that this is even a zombie show. You know what I mean? Yeah. I forget yep. that that's the whole, focus on what's going on because there's so many other things that are happening um so my my hope for fear is that um i, I hope they're able to um tell the story a little bit better this season i felt like it was lacking a little bit season one um you know as far as like exciting incidents that were occurring i felt like it was a little bit slow in the first season mm-hmm. um you know like nothing really major happened to like towards the end of episode two you know, and I, and I get it, like, it was the initial outbreak of what had happened, but, you know, I still felt like it was a little bit of a slow build. I felt like there should have been something, like, immediate to kind of punch you in the face and, like, make you want to see more. And I felt like it was, a, like, kind of slow to go for, for fear. And that was just for me. How, what do you think, Brett? Uh, well, to be honest, I'm actually not a fan of Fear the Walking Dead. I watched all of season one, and I watched it with the hope that uh, maybe next week it'll grab me. Uh, maybe next week, and I just, you know, honestly, I just couldn't get into it. The acting on the show really bothered me. Like in terms of quality, it's just like a complete 180. Like you watch The Walking Dead, and you know the acting is phenomenal. And then on that show, I just felt like it was very—I don't even know the word—and I just couldn't get into it. And I felt like you know, for a show that's supposed to show you the beginning of like the zombie apocalypse. They got to the zombies pretty quickly, and, you know, then we're just dealing with another another zombie show in another state. Um, I kind of felt like World War Z. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about season two, just because, like, the whole boat uh, aspect of it. You know, I want to like it, and I want something to hold me over. I got enough shit that I watched. I don't even know. I'm going to watch the first, like, maybe two episodes, but uh, I wasn't really a fan Especially the Johnny Depp looking kid. Oh my god! <laughs> Nick Clark. Yo, I love yeah, Nick Clark's I'm, pants though. His pants, his outfit, <laughs> the old man's outfit. <laughs> the yeah, yeah. I think he's going to continue wearing it for the whole next season. He's just like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to be wearing these pants. I mean, I, I know it's like extremely like judgmental, but like the very first scene of season one of Fear the Walking Dead, I just knew I wasn't going to like it because you got Johnny Depp running down the street and like a girl's sweater and his chest is all popping out I'm like what am I watching right now and then he stays in this sweater for like the majority of the first episode and that's all I can focus on I'm like somebody and then he finally gets dressed and he's dressed like an old man the entire season and the promos I've seen so far for season two 
He's and, on the boat in the outfit, too. He totally has a chance to change outfits, too. And also, too, <laughs> we saw, I mean, like, the one thing, I guess, that, you know, we've been watching this whole uh, Flight 432 or whatever, and now we know that, you know, when Nick was uh, going outside trying, I guess, to... To, to score, he sees the plane, and that's the plane from all, all these sequences we've been watching for, I guess, a year now. So, yeah, you know, that was pretty cool. I, I guess the kid or um, the Asian lady will be a part of uh, Fear of the Walking Dead. Perhaps they crash. I don't know how that's going to tie together, but uh, if the show does pick up and the show gets interesting, we'll come back here on the Bobcast and we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll do a Fear of the Walking Bobcast. But um, that's all the time we have for this evening. I'd like to thank my guests. Mr. Kevin Quinn, Mr. Brett Townley for joining us. Uh, fellas, it's been quite a ride with The Walking Dead, and uh, hopefully this show continues on in perpetuity for years to come. I mean, I, I would like to see a season 20, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm excited for where it goes, because, uh, I mean, like I said, how how often do you get a show with a seven season? Like the, the world, like the universe of the show just really opened up, and it can go in so many different possibilities. It's still exciting, and for a show, and it's that is true, and it is a testimony to the acting. So mm-hmm. that's all the time we have for tonight. Um, oh, I just want to say real quick. Yeah, Kev, I, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I know we talked about kind of redemptions too, like uh, Eugene and stuff, and Abraham. I just wanted to be said too that uh, we didn't talk about Father Gabriel, which I thought was. Uh, oh yeah, you know what we forgot. You know, Father Gabriel. Do you trust me with Alexandria? It broke my heart. I mean, yeah. God, it broke my. He's he's such a great character too. That's just going to com- completely blow us away next year, right? I mean, yeah. Right. Well, I mean. I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of The Wire. Probably think the best television oh, yeah. series ever. Um, even, even topping The Walking Dead, I'll, I'll go out and say that. But uh, so I was really excited when they brought him on on the cast, and then I just hated him, <laughs> you know. And I just thought it was such a great moment where he kind of just ran through the checklist with Rick before he left, and was like, "We're good, right? You trust me to to, to guard Alexander?" Rick's like, "I do." And I was just like, well, "Yes." You know what it is, right? It's because he's got that new kick-ass coat. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's got that that uh, Avenger type of uh, looking coat. Everyone, everyone who's a badass on the show has some kind of cool bastard coat. coat yeah, yeah. <laughs> always has some sort of trademark, right? But um, right, right. Yeah, I'm glad we brought that up because that was a great scene. I, I love those moments about you know essentially you know like you guys both said we're 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 getting a, these emotional moments from a show about zombies in an apocalyptic world. So. Right. You know, and that's one of the things we love here on the Bobcast is pop culture and The Walking Dead. Uh, fellas, once again, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.